Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. I hope everyone had a lovely Hanukkah Christmas Kwanzaa last week. And uh, if you didn't celebrate, I hope your week was lovely all the same. <laughs> and now we are headed towards New Year's and the experience of a brand new year, which promises to be powerful and intense and uh, unprecedented. So on that note, I have a new video available. If you have not seen it yet, I announced it last week. I also put it out on my blog that my uh, 2020 year ahead video is available and you can purchase it for $15 on my website. It's 75 minutes long and I go through all the major aspects of the year 2020 and I do start with the eclipse that we just had last Thursday, the day after Christmas. And uh, you can go to my website, goldenastrologer.com and uh, click on book online and if you scroll down, you will see uh, the options to purchase the video as well as options to book a session with me. So I just wanted to let people know that. And when you purchase the video, I will need to do it manually, meaning I need to send you the link. It won't happen automatically. So if I'm in session or not at my computer, it will take me a little time to be able to get that video to you. So uh, there is a note about that on the page about how I need to do this manually. So just want to let everybody know so you're not missing anything if nothing immediate happens in your email. And thank you to those who have already purchased it, and I hope you're enjoying it. And some people have told me they loved it, so I'm happy to hear that. Onward to the new week. I hope the eclipse was good for people. Um, I found it was a, a time of realizations, an opening of the heart. Um, I found that the last eclipse was, you know, where we need to open to the new life that we're going to be experiencing and how we need to open our heart to get there. And the new life is based around this ending of an era with Saturn Pluto and with the eclipse that occurs with it. Now this eclipse that we just had was a releasing eclipse. It was with Jupiter. So Jupiter at the south node really kind of defined it and helped us release anything that was standing in the way of us being uh, open and accepting and uh, abundant and opening our hearts in any way. And I found that that was the case. So you know, it's Jupiter is about, you know, gratitude in many ways, about being grateful for things. And I also found that there was a whole dose of forgiveness uh, happening at the same time at that eclipse. So these are these are things that are in the air right now. And as we close the year, you know, forgive ourselves if we haven't been, you know, if we're hard on ourselves, if we if we haven't been doing what we want to do or however that has played out or you know who you need to forgive or or move on from or move on with <laughs> and you know that could include your ancestors so that doesn't mean it's something recent that happened but these are good things to think about and gratitude for the year the gratitude that you have for the, the year you had and what what you are you know facing in the new year and focusing on being full instead of where the holes are. So 
I hope everyone can can do that as we move forward. Now, this um, new week that we're in is going to be interesting because, of course, we're going to be you know this is the end of the it's the end of the cent- of the decade, and as we move into this week, we're going to have a few sign changes, but it's also moving us ever closer to the following week, which is the big week. You know, the big so next week's podcast is going to be chock full of stuff (laughs) to review for the week because we have the lunar eclipse and we do have the Saturn Pluto coming up within that week and Jupiter in the south node will exactly conjunct on the 8th. So right now in this week we do have some sign changes as Mars is going into Sagittarius and so this is a real uh new shift because Mars has been in Scorpio for a while and as Mars has been in Scorpio you know it likes being in Scorpio it's been there since November 19th or so and it's really been in a you know its own place and it likes that but it is intense it is powerful there Mars does rule Scorpio you know it's the ancient ruler but as it moves into Sag it's going to brighten things up and it's going to give us a sense of energy and fire. And with all this earth that's going on, we don't need, you know, more sort of muddy things. And Scorpio can be muddy at times, um, even though it can be crystal clear at times as well. Um, it is a water sign. So when we get some fire in the picture, which we haven't had in, a, you know, a little bit because of because we've been moving signs, uh, changing signs with the sun going into Capricorn and Jupiter's been in Capricorn and Venus Venus went into Aquarius. So at least we have some air in the sky. But so now we're going to get some fire. So I found that on that eclipse, everybody was exhausted. (laughs) So everybody was just, whether it was work, whether it was cooking for the holiday, whether it was traveling for the holiday, whether it was the jam that you packed into the week. <laughs> By the time that eclipse rolled around, the day after Christmas, um, many of us just sort of went back to bed late morning, early afternoon, <laughs> and and took a nap because that was just, uh, we were just zonked from the exhaustion of the few days before. The eclipse occurred shortly after midnight, Eastern time. And where I am in Costa Rica right now, it's an hour um, behind the East Coast. So it was really 11 o'clock at night here when that happened. And I I actually went to bed earlier because I, like everyone else, was zonked. And I woke up exactly at the eclipse time, which was like 12 minutes after 11. So it was really an experience for everybody. I think that they were People would keep telling me how tired they were. Everybody I saw was exhausted. We were all walking around really tired the next day. So I think that that, these energies are high. They are big. They are, especially with Jupiter, it's broad and big. So when Mars goes into Sagittarius, there's more fire. There's more, and we're going to have more energy because we've had so much Earth and so much intense Earth that it's been quite a time and it's it's hard to get yourself motivated and moving when there's no fire in the sky 
So, um, you know, now Mercury's in Capricorn and has left um, Sagittarius behind in these last days. And it's really been um, uh, something that, you know, has been just sort of repeating of more of the same energy. It's like, oh yeah, more of this, more of this. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, okay, more earth, more earth. How much more practical can we be? How hard can we work? This is a week of vacation. Kids are off from school. In Costa Rica, things shut down until like the 6th, but everyone's sort of slugging along because everything is ruled by Saturn. Everything right now is pointing to Saturn, except well, yeah, everything is pointing to Saturn right now, except um, Venus and Uranus, which are pointing to each other. And so that's where our energy tends to go right now with this Venus-Uranus um, mutual reception, Venus in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus. And so that's where we're getting a little bit of zapped energy. But other than that, the sun is in Capricorn, Mercury is in Capricorn. Um, Jupiter is in Capricorn, Saturn is in Capricorn, Pluto is in Capricorn, the South Node is in Capricorn. So this is an enormous, enormous amount of energy in Capricorn, and it's going to stay this way for a while. We got a little ways to go. Uh, Mercury's going to speed up and not stay in Capricorn um, through the whole month of January. It's going to really connect with that eclipse and Saturn-Pluto at that time. So it's going to be a sun Mercury when that happens, but we are really, really looking at a lot of Capricorn and earth energy because Uranus is in Taurus. Thankfully, we've got a little water with Neptune and Pisces and Mars has been in Scorpio, but right now the, the moon is in Aquarius. And so this has been a heavy plotting kind of time where energy feels dense and thick and I feel like, yes, things are going to sort of burst open. They always do in an eclipse, especially when it's connected to two big planets like that. But the energy is so dense. It's dense and earthy. And that's what earth signs do. They give us this density and they bring us back to earth and they plant our feet on the ground and they make us stay focused and committed and, and very much about you know, the practical means in our lives and how we need to stay um, directed on that path. And, you know, as the moon moves in these next couple of weeks and it goes to Cancer where it's going to be, you know, the lunar eclipse, it's, you know, it's going to be the, the sh that's going to be the big shifting that we feel from day to day. Um, the moods that shift, the tides that shift. But our, our basic energy here, everything's in Capricorn. And, you know, we just, we just got to keep the nose to the grindstone. It's, it, feels, it feels like we're just really trying to um, plod through everything. And one foot in front of the other. One step in place, the next step in place. And do things in a methodical way, the way Earth signs do. So that's the way we're feeling right now. And that's the way it is. That's We can't really do much to change that. Um, we can use it to the best of our ability. It's what's available to us right now. Um, so as we experience this sort of plotting energy, what can you get accomplished? That's, that's the name of the game right now. 
What can you get accomplished? What can you practice, practice, practice that you get good at? Because, you know, Capricorn is expertise. Capricorn is mastery. And where is your expertise going to take you? So if you're getting good at something, whatever it is, it could be cooking, it could be accounting, it could be science, it could be uh, anything, you know, singing, playing music. As you practice, practice, practice in these weeks, um, think about how much better you're getting. And I think that's one of the things that we have to focus on with all this Capricorn energy building. Capricorn is structure. We are building something, a foundation, a structure, and we need to remember that the foundation we're building is um, going to last. And we have to sort of connect our mastery to that foundation that we're building. So what is it that you're building? What is it that you're getting better at that's helping your mastery, you achieve your mastery, and building one brick at a time? because that's, that's, we're laying our groundwork, we're laying our structure, we're laying our foundation um, right now. So this is, this is an important time in that respect. We have to pay attention. We don't have a choice. We have work to do. Um, focus, focus needs to be, um, you know, connected and, and we need to be practical. It's a serious time too. Um, we may be having fun, you know, you had fun at the holidays and stuff, but there is a seriousness in the air. There is a sense of, um, you know, straightforwardness and, and not joking around so much. So that's what we, that's what we have to sort of remember at this, at this point. Um, on the other hand, you can achieve a lot, achieve, achieve, achieve. This is something that we all have to, you know, work with, you know, pick something if you don't know what to do, pick something new and work on it. You know, maybe your meditation skills will get better. That's always a good thing. Um, we think of meditation as more of like a Piscean, Aquarius, ethereal thing. But in fact, it is a practical skill. And we do have to practice it in order to, to achieve those states. That's what Capricorn does. Remember, Capricorn comes before Aquarius and then Pisces. So before we can achieve the states of bliss, we have to work on what it is that's going to get, get us to that bliss, whatever that may be, a relationship, um, our regular job, or a project, or research, or, you know, something, something that's meaningful, meaningful, you know. So I, I hope that each of us out there finds success with what we're doing, because that's the, that's the goal right now, is being successful at something, with all that Capricorn energy. Um, so in the meantime, Mercury is early in Capricorn and it's making a trine to Uranus and it's going to be exact at 5.21 p.m. tomorrow. And um, the, the exactitude of that, it's like it's kind of a brilliant aspect, Mercury trine Uranus. is very smart, very um, epiphany-oriented, very um, connected to one's intelligence and one's bigger, brighter ideas, one's innovation, one's feelings of being, um, you know, having a stroke of genius. So that's, that's tomorrow. And so it's moving into aspect now. Um, the moon's in Aquarius, like I said, um, it's going to be void 
5:24 a.m. till 10:41 a.m. So when you get up tomorrow morning, if you don't, if you're not on vacation, sleeping late, you will get up and avoid Moon. 10:41 a.m. Eastern time when it moves into Pisces, it will be in Pisces all day New Year's Eve, and then it moves into Aries on New Year's Day at um, late at night Eastern time. So it's going to be in Pisces all New Year's Eve, all New Year's Day. It's going to go void in Pisces at 9.14 p.m. New Year's Day and then go into uh, Aries at 11 p.m. So it's really something um, interesting that we're going to have all this Piscean energy at the end of the year. It's just, it's the end of the Zodiac and it's the end of the year. So, and also be careful, you know, again, I always tell people this, when there's a lot of Pisces, when there's a lot of Pisces energy, don't get inebriated <laughs> New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, hangover. You know, we've got, there's a lot of work to do. So we can't afford to take the time to be, you know, getting plastered um, on New Year's Eve uh, with the, you know, don't overindulge either. Don't eat too much ice cream or anything either. So um, that's Pisces energy. And Mercury, after it makes this trying to Uranus this you know, in these next day, it's going to make a trying uh, conjunction to Jupiter. So this is really good. Um, we knew we were having the Jupiter trying Uranus, and then Mercury is really um, sort of connecting the two of them again, and Mercury is making its aspect to Uranus, and then it's making this conjunction to Jupiter. So whatever you gain from your um, intellectual experience of Mercury speaking sweetly to Uranus, you will get a uh, a prize <laughs> on Thursday when it conjuncts Jupiter. So Mercury, Uranus is like I said, it's more intellectual, it's more epiphany oriented, it's more stroke of genius, it's it's being able to do some strategic thinking, some critical thinking, but also big thinking, thinking that takes you in a in a sort of an unknown direction and that can pay off big time when it conjuncts jupiter when mercury the planet of communication conjuncts jupiter on thursday which is the planet of good fortune good luck and abundance so it's really good that we're having all this you know mercurial energy because that also keeps us fresh and our minds active um even though mercury's in capricorn with all the other planets in capricorn it's going to freshen things up a bit as it touches Uranus and then touches Jupiter. That's a, that's a lot of good sparkly energy. Um, so Mars will move into Sag on Friday. It will be ruled by Jupiter, but Jupiter is in Capricorn, remember, so that's like kind of calms the energy. Um, Mars will stay in Capricorn for a while. It's not going to go into the Capricorn, I mean, I'm sorry, Mars will stay in Sagittarius for a while. Um, it's not going to go into the Capricorn realm in January because it usually spends a good month and a half in the uh, in the sign it's in. But we've got some good, you know, fiery energy available to us. So you want to be able to take that fire and use it appropriately um, when when you've got work to do. You know, you want to get yourself motivated and inspired. With the going back to that Venus Uranus, that's going to go on until Venus leaves Aquarius, which is not yet. It's going to be in Aquarius for a little while, and it's going to give us this um, this 
independence in our relationships. It's going to give us this thinking, uh, thinking differently in our creativity. It's like thinking outside the box. We have to um, sort of use the Venus Uranus as they, they connect with one another to come up with some innovative creativity, to come up with some innovative um, things in our relationships, to think outside the box in our relationships, and that's all relationships. That's not just one-to-one -one love relationships. Um, creative and critical thinking is the sort of the order of the next week or so and the next couple weeks. Now, when we as we are moving closer and closer and closer to the Saturn Pluto, that's going to happen on the 12th, which is, you know, around the corner practically. Um, and actually it's two weeks from today. So it feels like it's tomorrow that it's going to happen, but it's really two weeks from today. Um, we are, as we move it, we're moving closer and closer to that. We are going to feel this, this density and we are going to feel this intensity and we are going to get some revelations about what we're supposed to be doing. That Saturn Pluto is close enough on the eclipse, which occurs a week from Friday on the 10th, that they are, they are together. There's no real separation. And to add extra flavor to all of this, Uranus is going to go direct on the 10th. So Uranus has been retrograde since the summer in August, and it's going to go stationary direct on the day of the eclipse on the 10th. So I think there's going to be some wild energy flying. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be calm. Um, I have to go back to July when we had the last eclipses and the first one felt really energetic and it was at the North Node and it was in Cancer and it was the sun and the moon in Cancer and it was all, you know, solar eclipse and it was very energetic. And then when we had the South Node eclipse, which was two weeks after, that was around July 16th, it was, everybody was exhausted. Um, and I think this is a symptom of a South Node eclipse. So I think that what we just had was exhausting. I think that everybody just sort of let out a collective sigh and felt like they were relieved in some way, but they also needed to sleep. And some of us got bad colds in July, summer colds, and it took, took, a lot out of us. Now, these are the companion eclipses to those, and it's the opposite. So we had our south node eclipse already, and then there's going to be all this energy, which is, this is a north node eclipse, and it's not too near the north node anymore. You know, this is going to be later um, in the sign of Capricorn. It's, you know, like this 19 degrees of Capricorn and Cancer. So the sun will be in Capricorn, the moon will be in Cancer, and this is going to be, um, I think, a little brighter. You know, it's it's a brighter energy. Having Uranus go direct the same day is a is a going to be really bright energy. So I think we're moving out of the exhaustion phase into the energetic phase, and even though these are not like in fire signs, and they certainly weren't in the summer either, um, there's this knowing that we're moving towards something that's opening and brighter and um, not, probably not so terribly exhausting. It's going to be, it's not going to be dull. <laughs> it's not going to be dull. And I hope that people contact me and, you know, you can write to me and say, hey, Deb, I had this really interesting experience um, during this Saturn-Pluto eclipse. <laughs> Or, you know, I'm feeling this right now. Um, 
you know, it's a great time to sort of observe your emotions and it's a good time to not um, go off the deep end with your emotions. Emotions are really high right now and having such tension around them with two big planets around the moon and the sun and all, this is, we're leading up to something. So we, um, we also are coming to the end of an era so there's going to be things that people move on with their lives people have the feeling that um, it's time to turn the page Um, it's time to start something new so we have to um, sort of be ready for those things and be aware of those things and how they um affect our our lives and what areas of our lives they are um, affecting and where the the whole aspect falls in your chart and where the eclipse falls in your chart will have uh, a lot to do with that Um, I think it's a really good time to take good care of yourself I think it's a really excellent time to take good care of your health and to not slack off with that and to be really aware of how you're feeling physically. And if you are exhausted, then go get some extra rest. Don't go out. Don't party on New Year's Eve. Go to bed early. It's only one New Year's Eve if that's if that's the case. The rest of the week, the moon is in Aries um, Thursday. Friday, it's an Aries all day, so there's lots of, thank goodness, there's some days of fire. So we've got, you know, Thursday, Friday, um, fire. So if you have to go back to work on the second, you know, we've got some motivation and some energy. So there'll be Mars and there'll be the moon in fire. And that's really good. And, um, you know, it goes void 818 Eastern time on Friday night in Aries, and then it goes into Taurus 11.15 a.m. the next morning, Saturday the 4th of January. And so we start a new year with the moon in Aries, which is a great thing. You know, it's the first sign. It's the first of the year. We're starting the new year off right with with a lot of fiery energy. So that's a good thing. And as the moon goes into Taurus, of course, it's going to touch Uranus on Saturday afternoon, 430 in the afternoon, which is a lot of uh, electrical energy, a lot of um, sort of, uh, again, surprises, unexpected events, um, you know, people popping out of the blue and possibly, you know, brilliant ideas. And, you know, it's it's still Uranus, you know, it's still this uh, bright um electrical, unexpected, chaotic sort of energy. But this time it's stationing. So it's stopping in the sky. So by even by Saturday the 4th, even though it's going to take another week, really, it's stopping in the sky. It's slowing down. So that kind of slows the movement and makes it more intense as a planet stations. So we're going to be feeling this station in a week from now. And we're going to be feeling Uranus really slowing down to a stop. And so that makes things more intense when the moon touches it on Saturday afternoon. It could be very electrical. It could be a little bit surprising. Um, And then the moon will stay in Taurus the rest of the weekend and then be void most of Monday the 6th. So a lot of people aren't going back to work until Monday the 6th. Don't expect to get much done. (laughs) The moon is going to be void in Taurus Um, from 7.08 a.m. Eastern Time to 9 
p.m., a little after 9 p.m. when it goes into Gemini. So basically, it's going to be catching up on what you left behind before you went on holiday vacation if you don't go back to work till the 6th. Otherwise, it's going to be a particularly, uh, you know, typical Monday. <laughs> Nothing terribly out of the ordinary except we're coming up on all this other stuff. Will you feel it exactly on the day? Uh, it's possible you start feeling things right away. Like I said, I'm already already feeling dense energy. So we just got to put one foot in front of the other, mind our P's and Q's, mind our business, and just keep moving and just do our, do our work, nose to the grindstone. Nothing's going to hurt you if you just keep working on your life. And I always hope and always wish that people do things that emotionally heal themselves and um, emotionally connect with their lives so that they can live a better, richer life. And onward into the new year um, with that in mind. So this is Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer podcast. Look for my video um, you know, on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer and my Twitter is at Deb Astrology. You can listen to me every Sunday. Um, and I wish you an incredibly beautiful week and a magnificent new year. And I hope it brings you everything you want. And this is the time to manifest. So think about manifesting something because lots of things are in Capricorn. Write yourself a manifestation statement for the new year. This is a great exercise to do while you are experiencing these next few days and into the new year. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely week.